Hey, thank you so much for tuning in. We want to thank our sponsor, Backlot Studio and Workspace. Backlot is located in a beautiful repurposed historic warehouse in the near south side of Fort Worth. Backlots design their co-working spaces specifically with the creative professional in mind. With the Backlot membership, you'll find yourself working among other talented individuals that work with digital agencies, production companies, and independent films right here in the DFW area. In addition to private workspaces and a co-working lounge, you'll get access to shared amenities such as call booths, conference rooms, and a 4,000 square foot soundstage, perfect for filmmaking, photography, and events. Get more information and schedule a tour online at backlotfw.co. This is the story of a real person. This is the story of a person with big dreams. These dreams led them to take risks, but you should know up front this is not a success story. All right, we're here today on The Food of Despair. Did I make a huge mistake quitting my day job to do this, you know? That means my journey, I can take risks and chase things down. I think my biggest fear in all this is that all the effort to overcome the challenges of this past season would go by and ultimately be meaningless. All right, today we are here on Pit of Despair with Sarah Castillo of Taco Heads and Teenies and Side Saddle, the local Fort Worth restaurateur who uh, continues to wow us with her expansion of different concepts. Uh, we're very grateful to have her on the show. Today we get the special privilege of being at the Backlot Studio and Workspace uh, that Red Sanders started here in Fort Worth. It's a great spot for creatives and entrepreneurs to gather um, if they need a workspace or studio space to record or shoot photography. Um, today, we're really excited to get into the highs and lows of entrepreneurship with Sarah. So with that, Sarah, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Hi, Riley. That was such a nice intro. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sarah, I'm super excited to talk today. I uh, know in advance that this podcast is uh, the one most at risk of having an explicit rating, and we're just going to lean into yeah. that. Um, Make sure Abby has her editing skills. Yeah, she's got editing skills, so it's going to be good. Um, <laughs> but Sarah, we we're talking you know, before the show. Uh, we uh, started at least brick and mortar businesses right around the same time as each other, and so we've been uh, observing each other uh, as we've grown our different concepts. Uh, but the reality is, is uh, we don't get that much time together, and this is a special moment to kind of hear more about the whole story. And so I would love if you could just start by sharing a little bit about your roots, early influences, kind of get us into the you know eight to 12, 14 year old Sarah Castillo, what, what was that person like? Where were you growing up? What were some of those um, those early influences? Yeah, um, I'm born and raised in Fort Worth, Texas. Nice. Southside girl. Um, my grandparents, I mean, if we go back there, like, they had a restaurant called the Little Diner where um, hot damn tamales is. Uh -huh. So that, the whole restaurant, I, like, I don't remember much, but I remember some things. And then also we see like home videos and we're in the little beer garden hitting the pinata and, yeah. and stuff so um i remember just my mom was a waitress during the like i was three or four or something at the time um but it was a family establishment like we always had our birthdays there um my grandparents were working like after my dad my grandpa retired he opened up a restaurant which is crazy because yeah you, you <laughs> why would you open up a restaurant after you you're retired? supposed to be relaxed yeah um so I have that kind of background and in the restaurant biz and just seeing it. And then I went past school, high school, 
and then went to college in Austin at UT. And Be- there, before we before we go there, like in those early stages, was there an admiration of the industry at all, or was it just kind of like it is what it is? I don't see myself ever being there. What were some of the things that you saw? Um, I didn't really see admiration at it. As, I don't think at the time, mm-hmm. um, but I remember just see, remember like family members always there, or like mm-hmm. my grandma knowing a. A guy that just comes in and she like and the stories I remember my mom telling me hmm. that my like a homeless guy on because I mean on Magnolia back yeah, in the totally. 80s so like Gosh. he would come come in and my grandma would always make him pozole or mm-hmm. make him a hamburger or something um, so that kind of stuff like seeing my grandparents and they're extremely active in St. Mary's Church which is down the street yeah, yeah. Um, and just remember my mom like my aunts always talk about it in admiration and like everyone enjoyed the stories from the little diner hmm. and so even though i don't remember my me a part of it yeah. as much i would it's nice to hear all the stories from my aunts and uncles and it seemed like there was a celebration of that within the family of some of those different stories yeah, yeah. um and there's little things i remember uh there's a story of my kind of a not a long story but get into it let's okay. go my so one time um i was probably like I guess four. Um, my mom, we shut down at two. My mom told me to go and turn off all the lights and the fans. And so I get a chair, push it up to the switches, and I get on there and I yeah. turn them off and on, turn them off and on, like just playing around. My mom's like, Sarah, stop it or I'm going to give you spanking. And then so I stop and then I go to my grandpa and he's making hamburgers for everybody after the shift. And I tell him, I was like, Papa, uh, my mom asked for mustard on her hamburger. And I, Papa was cooking his hamburgers and then my aunt overheard and she was like that's weird Thini doesn't like mustard like my mom hates mustard yeah. the passion and and then so my aunt Linda went up to my mom and was like hey Thini did you ask for Sarah to tell you mustard on on your hamburger and my mom was like no but I just did threaten her with a spanking so like that kind of stuff is really funny to me but <laughs> and I was like four years old how evil child would be sorry mom Oh my gosh, uh, the sinister nature is, is yeah, it, it breeds young, but that is, that is so <laughs> funny. I love yeah. that. So that's the story. Like, it, I mean, there's just, it's kind of cute and sweet, like with my aunts, and they always have these stories of working at the, at the little diner and waiting tables and doing whatever. So yeah. it's pretty cool. And uh, I know that uh, some of uh, just family culture has been a big influence on you. Can you talk about like, I feel like once you leave the nest, you're maybe you don't don't see those things until later of how much they're formational. But kind of looking back on those early stages, how did the culture of your family and uh, influence you? Yeah, um, I mean, I didn't realize the actual like sitting at the dinner table didn't happen everywhere. Yeah. So like we were very. My mom was extremely formal in that way. Like. Um, and we always sat down at the dinner table and my friends, we would always joke. Um, I mean, my family is a big joking family. Like it's just, it's a competition and who could tell the most jokes. But so like a lot of my friends were like, man, that's crazy. Like I wish I had that or I wish I could be a fly on the wall because we just had stories yeah. and stories to tell and jokes and stuff. Um, so I, I guess because I, once I left the nest, I didn't realize like that wasn't something that everyone did. Yeah. Um, but it was it was awesome so that's kind of like where the whole Dini's family style cooking too it's like yeah. we're all sitting here around the dinner table and enjoying great food great drinks and yeah. each other pretty much so that's awesome no that's 
I think that there's something very special for some families about that like communal moment of, of gathering together, especially when it's intergenerational. I think that that's like, can be incredibly powerful. Yeah. Um, And even, yeah. So like my mom also like, she's a very slow eater. And so we are sitting around, we couldn't leave the table until she was done. So we're literally sitting there for a couple of hours and just keeping each other all just entertaining each other while my mom finishes her last bite. And then she's like, oh, dessert. We're like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. Um, okay, so speed, speed us up through, uh, you know, leaving, graduating from high school, going down to Austin to attend the University of Texas, is that correct? Yes. And then you decide, hey, hey, my friends are doing X. Yeah, so, and I didn't know what I was going to do. I changed my majors, a few, my major a few times and... Um, I finally, my parents were like, you need to like graduate within four years. Like you need to figure something out. So went to my counselor. I was like, what can I do? Anyways, graduated and went to university or went to my, well, sorry, my best friend graduated a semester earlier. And so that my spring break, my senior year, I went to go visit her in Aspen. Mm. So I go to Aspen and there's like all these, I was in a sorority and all my, the year older girls all live there and I mean, it was a party and it was like six to 10 girls in one house. And it was just like, they called us team Texas or them at the time, team Texas. Cause yeah. they were just like all these crazy Texas girls <laughs> just partying all around Aspen and yeah. working and having fun. And, um, so then I was like, I want to move here. So <laughs> then I moved to Aspen after I graduated. That's awesome. So. And what, what were your aspirations at that time? Um, really just to like clear my head figure yeah. out what what's out there yeah. and just explore and i knew texas was home mm-hmm. so i remember someone telling me like just try to get out and explore before you move back because texas like pulls you in t- pulls you back in which is great because I, I like love my family and love all that stuff so i couldn't imagine living my life not in texas mm-hmm. so i was like all right i'm gonna go explore and so yeah after aspen was new york and then new york was spain and then I came home because I was broke. Yeah. <laughs> like negative $25 in my bank account. And I was like, okay, time to go home. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And were you just on jobs, were you just jumping around? Like really yeah. anything that would... Waiting tables, yeah. cocktail server, worked at a um, boutique um, hotel in New York, did accounting for them, um, clean apartments in Spain, like just awesome. whatever. Just hustling. Yeah. Great. And when did either the idea or, you know, some of the early action steps towards Taco Heads start? So when I moved back, I started waiting tables right away because it's the quickest way to make gift yeah. your bank account back up. And I originally thought I was going to move back to Austin. And so I was waiting tables at Eddie V's mm-hmm. where like me and my sister were there because she went to stay with me. Um, and we were just, just grinding and just saving our money and... My manager at the time, he got invited to go play at Mira Vista Golf Course. And then he was like, hey, like, one of our the customers was like, oh, yeah, I hear Sarah plays golf. So bring Sarah and then this other guy. So we all went and we we're excited. And so, like, the night before, I was like, hey, guys, I'll make breakfast tacos in the morning. And they're like, awesome. So we're excited because we're going to, like, play golf and drink beers and just have fun. Yeah. And... So that night, I actually had a dream that I had the taco truck. And so... Wow. Um, so I was talking to my mom about it, and I was like, oh, yeah, I had a dream, because I was living at home, obviously. Yeah. 
and driving my mom's minivan um, that the pass the driver door didn't open, so I'd always have to like crawl out the passenger side. But I didn't have any money, so whatever, it worked. Um, so, and I was we just like kept on talking about it, and then a few maybe a few weeks later, like I was talking about it again, and she was like, "You know, you could do this," and I was like, "I think I want to," and so. Um, I just started like looking at different types of food trucks and trailers mm-hmm. and not necessarily the coach, what is the coach roach where they used to call it back mm-hmm. in the day. Like it just had this like stigma that taco trucks weren't clean or healthy, which yeah, is yeah. really sad because they're like the amazing tacos. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to create something that would be more approachable. Yeah. Um, so I found this like little tiny house book and bought it and made my mom build the trailer. No way. Yeah. Had you ever built anything like that before? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> it, it wasn't me building it, but yeah, it was like, you're, you're had it yeah, built you, and yeah. yeah. So we had to jump, go through some like a lot of hoops with the city. And that's my first go working with the city and realized like we weren't doing everything exactly to the team. And so the health department was like, no, you can't do that. Like fix it. And we're like, man, they're really after me. Yeah. But it wasn't the case. It was just being safe and everything. I'm glad they were like strict on me because now I'm like to the T yeah. on the, that kind of stuff. And uh, am I correct that you placed this in uh, directly next to a bar that no longer is? It's called Seventh Haven. Yes. Have you been? Where did you go? Um, I, I did not go, but I did come to your time. Which I call. <laughs> so, yeah, Seventh Haven was the bomb. And, and that so was, much fun. did you just park it and just like, what what did, what did that startup process look like? How how does someone even start to negotiate for a parking lot space? And yeah, I, I mean, it's just I was working at Eddie V's still because I was working Eddie V's during at nighttime and then Texas Rangers during the day. So yeah. I was just working two jobs, saving and everything. I would like Valentine's night. I made seven hundred bucks at Eddie V's. Yeah. I turned around and went and bought a prep refrigerator. So <laughs> it was just like little things like that. I was like, yes, yeah. my prep refrigerator. Um, but it took me about a year. And then during that time, my AV's like team was just so fun. And mm-hmm. like there, we would have taco tasting parties and um, we came up with taco heads while we we're like polishing wine glasses in the very back. So it was just cool. But one of my buddies there, we he was in the bar scene, <laughs> Chris Kilo. Uh, he's now sells wine. Um, but we bounced around because he knew all the bar owners. And so we bounced around and like had a beer at every spot and he would go, Start, start small talking then he was like this is my buddy Sarah and then I'm like okay so then I'm like hi I want to open up a food truck this is my business plan and then I would just kind of tell him what I want to do so we went to like four or five spots in the 7th street area mm-hmm. and everyone said yes that's amazing so that was pretty cool I love that and uh, I was really drunk afterwards because <laughs> we had to drink something at every yeah, spot to, to pitch it yeah to pitch, you have to get yeah your foot in the door somewhere yeah so <laughs> Yeah, so, so now uh, it, it, you are running a taco truck that is now in a, another another taco spot. It's yeah. taking a spot yeah. of taco, but... Um, Which is so crazy. It's, it's nuts, right? Yeah. You, you had the vision. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. you're, 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 it's a good, you, good corner for it. Yeah. Um, okay, so you launch the taco truck. Things start going fairly well. Yeah. Um, the, the owner, he was really cool. And I think the first couple nights... He saw his sales increase, and then he was like, I really like this. Like, if you want to make this a permanent spot, like, I'll build you a deck. We'll get power source. Because I had my generator. I had, yeah. like, a 
folding table, like nothing. It was just very old school. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, like I love it. Like let's make this permanent. And so he built the deck outside. I just parked right up to it. Um, had power source, even had a generator in the background. Yeah. And he, I mean, it's a very just. I mean, Jimmy, the the owner, like he very hands on and everything. We had a projector screen. We had like, I mean, we had mariachi bands out there. <laughs> we just had fun with it. Yeah. So. Um, and it just took off. Like, it was crazy. Like, we thought. Did you have any, like, vision at that time for anything past that? Or was it kind of like, I just want to kind of do this small truck? Um, or have you always had kind of a, a higher vision for what you wanted to delve into? And this was just, oh, this is step one. We'll get there. Yeah. So I, I, I knew I didn't want to always be in the food trailer. Yeah. Um, so... I met with one of my friends. She introduced me to my logo designer at the time, Hans Taplin, who's out okay. of Dallas, Kid Ray. Um, he So whenever we met, we were going over logo stuff, and a lot of them had wheels on it. I was like, I don't, let's like nix anything with wheels mm-hmm. or trailer, because I want to like build that to like a brick and mortar one day. Yeah. So, um, which I'm really glad we did, because it's so hard to, I didn't want to do that transition, like, well, you're a trailer, but then yeah. brick and mortar. And so t- tell us about how you transitioned from running the trailer to diving into uh, talking about on Montgomery. So um, there was a couple of times where I almost signed a lease with uh, maybe a couple other different partners that saw something in Taco Heads and wanted to grow it. And it just didn't work out, whatever it was, and just wasn't right. So then one day, it was like a Thursday night and I was going to go and Thursday nights are really busy. Mm-hmm. But that night I was like, I'm like having chest pains. I'm mm-hmm. I need to like take a night off. So, um, I called my right hand girl, Jenny. And I was like, Hey, can you run the show tonight? And she's like, yeah, I got it. So she came and picked up my van, which my only, <laughs> it was a catering van, yeah. unmarked white van. <laughs> um, just picked up a lot of guys in that. It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, so she came, picked up the van, and I took the night off. So the next morning, I had to go pick up the van from her at her house. So I called an Uber. So I called an Uber, and then I answered. They, the Uber calls me, and he's like, hey, this is Jacob, uh, your Uber driver. I'm right outside. And I was like, oh, okay. And he's like real jolly. And I walk outside, and I see this like black grand Jeep Car- Cherokee SUV, and then like a TC alumni sticker and Duke sticker. I was like, this is weird. Like, it's not like a normal Uber guy. Mm-hmm. And I go off, <laughs> walk into the passenger side area, and he rose in the window. And he's like, hey, come sit in the front. So I sit in the front seat. And I don't know if anyone knows Jacob, but he had this, like, croquis on, this, like, T-suit backwards hat, some J. Crew shorts. And he was super melancholy. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he was like, hey, I'm Jacob. Like, And what he was doing at the time, so Jacob was doing, um, he worked for an investment, or an investment, what was he doing at the time? Management consulting? Yeah, yeah yes, yeah. yes, consulting group. And then he also did some like nonprofit thing for called Achieve in Africa. And what they did was they would Uber to go and like tell people about Achieve in Africa and hopefully they'd donate or cool. if not, then they'd become a part of it or something. Yeah. But anyways, so the, all the board members had an Uber, and it was his idea, but everyone Ubered except Jacob because he was traveling so much. And so it was one of the 
someone on the board was like, hey man, like everyone's Ubered except you. And he was like, okay, I'll do it tomorrow. And so the first time he Ubered, he picked me up. Just no crazy. way. Yeah. So we're, I'm in the car, we're talking, he's talking to me about achieving Africa and I'm like, oh, this guy, like, stop. I don't want to hear about what you're doing. Like, I just wanted to relax and like, just drop me off. Yeah. <laughs> like, less talky, more drivey. Um, and then, and so then he was just like talking and talking. Then he was like, oh, I've been talking so much, which Jacob does. Yeah. And he was like, what do you do? And I was like, oh, I run this food truck, food trailer. And he's like, oh, I love food trailers. Which one? And I was like, oh, Taco Heads. He was like, shut the front door. Like, I love Taco Heads. So, because he traveled back from Canada and his wife would pick him up, Katie, and would always like get him tacos or something. Yeah. Or he would come there all the time. Um, so then he like, we were talking and he's like, what do you want to do afterwards? I was like, well, I want to open up a storefront eventually one day. And then... He gave me his card and I get out and he, he's like, hold on a second. He goes to the back of his Jeep. He gets his book out. He's like, this is random. He's like, this is a book from my professor at Duke. Like, read it. Let me know what you think. Um, he's like, this is crazy, but I want to be your business partner. Like, let's grow this. And I was like, who is this guy? Like, what? And then, so after the weekend, called him. I was like, hey, yeah, let's get coffee. So we had coffee and we meshed really well like i mean just the attract yeah. like we were like it's just like a nice little puzzle put together because jacob's very financy so yeah. that was something i lacked so i it, it was just a nice fit so yeah the, um the, i don't actually know what type of analogy to put on that partnership but <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it was at the very least a party and um two very competent two enthusiastic people but goodness sakes it was always so much fun to watch y'all in action and <laughs> yeah. so y'all go and launch uh craftwork and taco it's brick and mortar launched less than a week apart uh this is january of 2016 yep. correct yep and uh things don't start slow no <laughs> <laughs> no i mean it's kind of crazy so we really originally signed the lease for at south main location okay. So where Thini's is was originally going to be Taco Heads. No way. Wow. Um, and we signed the lease, got like put a down paint or uh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Started on um, construction, not construction, but with our architect. And then we're like, this is just not right. The timing's bad. Like mm -hmm. the street's taking longer. And that was 2016, 2015. <laughs> so obviously <laughs> we were five years <laughs> too early. <laughs> um, and so then Jacob... And I were, so I used to live on the west side and he would always, we just pick each other up and go golf, or not golf, sorry, coffee shops and just work. And then he was like, hey, I found this spot over on Montgomery Street. I just drove by and like no one's in there right now. And he's like, we're looking for a commissary so we can like at least cook for all of our taco stuff currently yeah. and like start making breakfast tacos for coffee shops and stuff. Because yeah. we're, the food truck was out of Boca at the time. Oh yeah, yeah that's right. Um, so we just needed like a kitchen and at least we could like start practicing on dishes and stuff and so we got a hold of it, we had to like track down that landlord like he was nowhere to be found and someone one of our friends someone knew him from fort worth so whatever just very fort worthy yeah so we tracked him down and we got a hold of him and then he said i'll call you back so then we were in austin at the time just kind of doing an r d and <laughs> 
Um, we were what does R&D look like? <laughs> with us, me and Jacob. So we were with my best friend and Jacob and Katie, Jacob's wife. And me and my best friend, like the one I lived in Aspen and yeah. in Spain with. I mean, we like to party and like go to yeah, drinks and yeah. eat at all the restaurants in Austin. And Jacob's just like the sober driver. And he's like, hey, buddies, like walking around with this computer and like on his Excel sheet nonstop. And he's like, hey, guys, remember like the time we were all friends drinking alcohol? We're like, like we're doing right now. And he's like, like that's just Jacob. Yes. Like, I was like, yeah, I remember drinking alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> but that's him in a nutshell, walking around with his computer the entire time. That's hilarious. Um, just taking notes and stuff. So um, that was r and But we were going from one restaurant to another and then our landlord called and he was like hey like this is jeffrey i own this the property on, on montgomery street i like i looked you up i like what you do he's like if you want the space it's yours and i was like holy smokes like that's awesome do you like how i said smokes instead of shit <laughs> <laughs> so then like i was like oh my gosh jacob like the landlord just called he said the space is ours and we're just like oh my god and I'm like and he was like, whatever you want to do. He's like, this is the rent. And we're like, yep, this is that. That's perfect. Awesome. Like, we'll just, we're taking it. Yeah. Um, so we got back, got everything cleaned out, figured out, and signed the lease and got that 18 12 Montgomery spot. That's awesome. And yeah. so things kick off. Things are going well. Uh, there's a, probably a moment that you can look back to and say, a moment maybe where there's like a ton of euphoria or when like you just felt like you couldn't be touched potentially i mean like we we didn't have our stuff together like our construction guy was not great yeah. and we had to fire that person go with someone else our zoning commission like totally it was a, i mean it was a nightmare like yeah. we didn't even think because there's two buildings at montgomery we couldn't open the bar side like they just came in oh the neighborhood wasn't a big fan of us yeah. as well. Orange Heights is very particular. Um, we love them to death, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was a big hurdle to overcome. But yeah. we were at city council trying to get this that second building to be our bar because like we didn't have any... Our, our yeah. other restaurant side is tiny. like yeah. It's 900 square feet. Yeah. So we didn't have a space for a bar, ice machine, or anything. So we were picking up ice every single day. We had our beers in a cooler on the deck. No, no one even like took it, which is awesome. We're like, Ugh. I mean, like it was ghetto. <laughs> so we just like scrambled just to make things work. And then I know it was like maybe March. We passed city council and yeah. by one vote, and me and Jacob like. We just started crying. We're just like we were there with ninety seven W. We're just like, oh my gosh, like that was like. No, I remember. Close. I remember being at Tiger Heads. After, it might have just been that I was serendipitously there, but I remember being there. Yeah, right y'all came at, by right after the zoning commission, you know, approved it, which oh, was amazing. It was crazy, yeah. yeah. So, and it been like one or two, foot, but it was really close, and we were just like, we just started crying. We we're like, oh my gosh, go, let's go, let's go. Like, so, um, yeah. finished construction on the bar side, so we opened that up in may okay. so for yeah. five months like we were just going to pick up lights every single day and fairly quickly you start thinking about expansion right yeah um i mean it's always been in the back of our head and and that's something like me and jacob we we went to michigan to go to this zingerman's class mm -hmm. and it's like visionary and like if us were, we were on the same page and we weren't like um jacob wanted to do like 
taco heads everywhere mm-hmm. and i wanted to just to do a taco heads and then just individual little unique concepts yeah um but we were like well we could do both or something so yeah. um and then just life happened and jacob's wife got accepted to a medical school in tennessee so mm-hmm. they moved and he ended up selling his shares and brought on different partners and so it was tough yeah but, um yeah we were both coming from partnerships that don't work out fully and so i know yeah. i know the pain of that um but at some point y'all decide to expand into another city the tacos concept Yes. Um, I don't know if you remember this, um, but in y'all's search for location number two, uh, Craftwork and Taco Heads looked at a location together. Oh, yeah. Wait, which oh. one? Um, it was on Forest Park. Oh, yes, uh, yes, okay. yes, yes, and yes. Sarah, do, do you recall um, what you said so that we're, we, we go to this site, we have our broker who's representing Craftwork, and Jacob and you enthusiastically are like, hey, let's maybe we can do something together. And so we start getting excited about that. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, we walk in to this site and so you have the landlord representative who's kind of like they don't know who we are or what our concepts are They're, we're just people tearing space and do you remember what you said no I, when you walked in uh-uh. so is it bad um <laughs> <laughs> but we walk you walk in and they're like oh man i love this space and jacob's like this is going to be perfect and then i believe it came out of your mouth it may have been from jacob but He's <laughs> like, this is going to be the perfect strip joint. <laughs> and you should have seen the, the, <laughs> the leasing agent's face just like completely dropped of like, what on earth is happening? Who are these people? And it was like purely for the joke of just getting in. A, at that moment, it was like truly when I fell in love with both you and Jacob of like, these people are amazing. <laughs> So. Oh my god, that's definitely came out of Jacob's mouth. But <laughs> <laughs> but that's like our relationship to each other. Like it was just like joke after joke after joke. And yeah. I mean, we got in our little tips. It was like husband and wife tips. Yeah. I remember we were like, it was a Sunday morning, and we were busy and like pumping out breakfast tacos. And he was next to me, and I was like, damn it, Jacob, like that's just. And we're like we we're fighting, kind of arguing, like under our breaths yeah. in front of a couple of employees. And then we we're like, let's go outside. <laughs> and so like, and even we came back, one of our employees, Skylar, she was like, man, I felt like mom and dad were fighting. I was like, we were just silly. But yeah, we're a hot mess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But eventually location number two is a spot in Dallas on yes. Henderson. Um, tell, <laughs> us, tell us about this, this location because this really gets us into your pit or one of your pivot <laughs> Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we were starting to branch out and kind of think like, all right, let's next stop, next spot. Where were we going? Um, and we didn't want to over cannibalize what we have in Fort Worth, which we're kind of in a central location, which mm-hmm. is really hard. So like, even like we went to the South side, I feel like that's too close yeah. or downtown's too close. So, yeah. um, so then we found this location in Dallas and it was just, it was just bad decision yeah. like, I mean I just I look back on it every single day and I'm just like how did no one even think that was a good like why did anyone think that was a good call because we ended up buying a business that was going out and paying for like their lease and then their liquor license and paying for their inventory and the inventory was shit and the liquor license ended up expiring after like six months so it's like all this wasted money just to like get that spot thinking yeah. this spot was going to be so hot like you're compelled by 
the space itself was in a, a, a great area, right? Yeah. In theory. Um, and did you go with the mentality of like, we can apply everything that we did? What, what, what did it look like to kind of contextualize Taco Ed's to Dallas? Like, was it, I'm, I'm, I'm curious, like when someone looks at back on something that you see as a stupid decision, mm-hmm. what are the things that like pop into your head? Well, so that what that at the time you thought was a good decision. Yeah, like like basically kind of like in assessing risk or assessing an opportunity. Uh-huh. Like you'll probably never assess another deal in the same way because. Oh, yeah. Well, one, <laughs> the landlord owned this huge property across the street and saying that it was doing this entire big development, which was mm-hmm. going to be amazing, and um, that never happened. Yeah. Like it's still I drive by every once in a while. I'm like there's. They removed dirt, like yeah. not touched it once a bit. So believing in like not being the first person on the block or mm-hmm. even, I don't know, just digging into the neighborhood. It's like we were way too far. Yes, like in that on that Knox Henderson corner is really booming. Mm-hmm. But like if you go two, three more blocks, which is we we're further down, yeah. like people just stop going. Mm-hmm. And like the street, street was really bad. And I've dealt with street construction twice Gosh. so like once they're doing i love montgomery street now but once they're getting their arena figured out like montgomery street was a war zone yeah. like you could not i mean cars were falling in ditches every single day it was just crazy um so we survived that on montgomery street and then once we're like okay cool then dallas was actually doing really well at the beginning like yeah. i mean i remember like my partner at the time like we had like a really great saturday and we just like looked at each other and we're like, yeah, awesome. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Like, this is great. And then, I don't know, just Dallas is Dallas. And mm-hmm. everyone wants the cool trendy spot at the beginning. And then and then it just peters out. Just disappears, yeah. And can you get us a little bit into your head and maybe into some of your emotions as things, you know, you have that Saturday and you're kind of like, cool, we got this. It's going to be like Fort Worth. We're going to, I actually remember when one of Craftworks locations opened up you uh, it was right around the time i, I feel like the that you gave like a, a speech at our opening kind oh, of like yeah. we were featuring different entrepreneurs and at that time you were very kind of like hey dallas wants stuff like this like we we have a lot to give in fort worth and we have creativity here and so i i i saw a little bit of that like hope and kind of the upswing right yeah but then no they don't need it <laughs> they're good <laughs> t- tell us kidding. tell us about some of the things that were like in the midst of that failure, some of, uh, I don't know, can, can you capture that low for us? Yeah, I mean, it was just like, it was just week after week, it was always something. Like, we got, we're doing great. We had like, all right, we're, we're profitable this past yeah. week. And then we get broken into, like, we got broken into like eight times. Oh my gosh. So, dealing with that, and just um, employees staffing was really hard, because you're mm-hmm. competing with all these other fancy restaurants, and where their staff's going to be making, I don't know, walking out the door with 300 bucks. Yeah. Our staff did decent in yeah. walking out with $200, but yeah. it's not, it wasn't 300 so. Yeah. Um, so this turnover was really hard. Um, but yeah, I mean, it just got, management was just tough. And then the stress of like everyone, it was just, you could feel it there. Yeah. And it sucked. And when that stress was hitting you, what, what do you do? 
Um, I mean, I grind my teeth at night. Okay. <laughs> I shouldn't. <laughs> but no, honestly, like, I don't know. Like, I, I just remember just, like, grinding. I'm like, okay, I just need to be here more often. Mm-hmm. And um, one of our GMs at the beginning, he was like, we need you here more. Like, yeah. I need you on the floor. And he's like, whatever, like, your, your vibe or energy, like, mm-hmm. it helps out a lot. And I feel that, too, because, like, I just, I, I don't know, I'm happy and I love tacos and I want to be there and I love customers coming in and yeah. I like shooting the shit with them and yeah. um, it's fun but I just couldn't be there all the time yeah. so it was tough you and then every hour you're spent there is an hour you're not spending somewhere else and so if you build a business that's well, based like, upon your presence always being there then but even take that to like three hours so like an hour getting there an yeah. hour driving back home yeah so then I moved in with my uncle and he lives in Dallas so I, I lived there for with in the back of his like room he had an extra room for me and so that worked out but it was just like i just wasn't happy yeah i wasn't home like, you, like transplanted your whole life over to prop up something that you're you're is not coming to fruition yeah is but, there any in like that moment are there any characteristics about yourself that you like wanted to change um yeah i mean i i wanted it to be i wish i was more vocal Hmm. on like and stood up for like what I thought because I, I tell I, me more about that I don't know I, I feel like I let people like someone comes up with an idea and I just let them like okay that's a great idea let's run with it mm-hmm. and um, when honestly I'm like I don't think that's a great idea but I don't want to turn I don't want to shoot anything down and then maybe miss out on that could have been a good idea yeah but then but I realized like I should just go with my gut so we ended up at the very end when it was just like dying. We ended up changing the concept a little to more of like a bar scene, uh-huh. and that was just a failure. Like it was just so bad. Yeah. And I knew I I wasn't excited about it. I didn't I didn't want to change it from Taco Heads to this other concept. And it was just I don't know. It just wasn't good. Yeah. It was just really bad and blackout windows. And I mean, I, I walked in and I was like, I don't own this. Like this mm. is not me. Mm. and except I mean I put a smile on and kept on going and, yeah. and I was I, I wasn't resisting it so I wish I was a little bit more stern or strong headed that's like one of the most disorienting feelings is when you're trying to grow a business and you walk into your own concept and you're like wait what are we doing Yeah, because so much of it has come from you as a person and Honestly, I think that's one reason why people resonate with brands is there's real people behind them who mm-hmm. like are putting themselves and their emotions and, and whatnot into that venture. And so anytime that moment comes where you're like, I'm, not that it's all about Sarah, but it's like it, people don't just want to consume a bar with blacked out windows. They, they want to see the intentionality. They want to see the yeah. character of, of someone in, in a space. I think that's what makes something really beautiful. So yeah and I, I still like beat myself up thinking of like how did it get down to that and, mm. and it goes to like little things like over portioning on guacamole like yeah, I beat myself up about like seeing a big thing of guacamole that we charge for $8 but it, that would have been a portion for like a $16 guacamole mm. so I just can see it. I was like I didn't say anything. You, I wouldn't, you knew it then. Yeah. Like you would walk in and say, oh, we just lost money on that or that's going to tear into our margins and so we're not yeah. going to be able to float people and rent and all these things. Yeah. 
gosh. So it was just tough. And then like, I don't know, um, kitchen staff and I felt like I just, it, that wasn't my area and I shouldn't have been there or whatever. I don't know. It was just a lot of like, I just kind of like stood back and like let everyone else kind of run the show. Yeah. And I should have. Is there anything that you used to be, believe prior to that failure that after the failure happened, you no longer believe? Um, well, I, so like I've always like listened to my gut, like that everyone ever says that, but I honestly like I like to ask like everyone, I like my I like to ask my friends like what they think. Yeah. And, um, and at that spot. I asked my brother-in-law, who is from Dallas, and he said, I wouldn't touch that spot with a 12-foot pole. Hmm. And I was like, and I was like, what, really? And he's like, do not touch it. And I was hmm. like, okay. And then still, I, I told my partners, and we just kept on going with it. Hmm. And he was like, there's other things out there, like, and I, I totally wish I listened to that. Um, one of the questions sometimes we'll ask especially is, from someone that like loves and cares about you yeah, yeah, not yeah. trying to like make any dollars off you like, totally. like why didn't I listen yeah just like step back for a second pause uh, before or you just pause to be like hey well sorry I get no, go go because <laughs> we like we're trying to negotiate this and we put a $20,000 check down and like instead of losing that and just walking away from the spot yeah. we lost so much more totally and I should have just like listened to my gut, but but back then I was like, well, I can't lose, we can't lose twenty, we can't afford that. This would be a black eye. So yeah, yeah, totally. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Can you see anything? Makes me sick. If if you were going to answer the question like this venture would have been successful, so Taco Heads and Dallas would have been successful if. I don't think it would have. Why? I mean, there's just so many hurdles against us. Like hmm. the street, like Henderson's a mess. Like the street is still messy and you couldn't, it was a one way you couldn't get in. The development's not even happening. Yeah. I mean, we're next to a cool bar and then that partner sold and was out. Yeah. Um, and then some other bars were right down the street. It was just, it, it wasn't a good fit for Taco Heads. Yeah. It was never going to work out. Yeah. And do you subscribe that completely to the real estate or do you think there's something about stretching away from the core of a lot of your roots in Fort Worth have, have shaped you like how much of it was it a different city concept and yeah. n knowing the DNA of that city versus applying something that you know really well here no it's totally I mean it's the real estate the market the DNA like yeah Dallas people are not Fort Worth people like yeah. um and I just know like Fort Worth people are just so loyal like Talking Fort Worth is not perfect. And like, yeah. we mess up a lot. Yeah. But people keep on coming back. And I'm like, why? <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, we really did mess up your food. I don't, I don't know that feeling at all. <laughs> <laughs> so we're just like, I don't, it's just, I mean, but it's so funny because everyone just keeps on supporting. Yeah. So it's yeah. just, we're, that's just not Dallas. Dallas is like, you mess up, we're gone. Yeah. They have a new restaurant that's going to open up. Yeah. No, totally. So is there anything that looking back on, that moment that you're grateful for um that's kind of hard yeah no no it's i a, mean a... yeah I, I mean we so we closed right at covid okay and i'm so glad because i feel like during that time we had all these different managers in like the whole concept which is like getting out of like what i envisioned mm -hmm. i mean we did 
we were so hungry for money for mm. just something we did like this what's the long island iced tea yeah long island mm. iced tea drink are you kidding me just so it's like oh it's a quarter we can make a good profit i'm like sure whatever like whatever we can do to save and I'm like that's just not taco heads yeah. that's not me and so it, like that was like oh jump beans so COVID happened hold on real fast before you go and go past that point like what there, there's something there that I think kind of hits on the question of like you said that that's not us but in that moment you're willing to do whatever yeah flash forward two years five years whatever it is do you see like what what will be that kind of north star to say this is something I'm willing to commit to like what does that look like for for you does that does that make sense yeah I mean I think believing what the tacos brand is and always staying 100% committed to that and I mean just like to myself or in all my employees like I don't know it was just we're straying off we're like oh it's kind of like us starting making pizza at Taco Heads or whatever mm-hmm. like it's just yeah. like we need to stay true to who we are because people like us people yeah. like the tacos so like why I, I, I know there's a there's a line of being complacent and just changing who we are. Mm-hmm. No, we don't want to be complacent. We want to like give them a variety and new stuff, but it doesn't mean that we need to stray too far off from our identity. Yeah. I think people really resonated with that identity and that why that you started with. And as a result have been faithful. I think that's like a why you have to at some level produce a good product, but say you're, you know, what you're what, what you're batting but say four out of five meals are great and one out of five is not i don't know if that's a good enough batting average in fort worth but a strong why helps that a lot if mm-hmm. they can see the authenticity of your character that's come forth in your brand and i feel like uh f- from there i mean you went and started a concept aside from taco heads that was very unique to you it had a story tied to family history and whatnot. And so yeah. I'd, I'd love to see how just like a little bit of insight before we wrap up on how a little bit of staying true to yourself influence parts of uh, teenies. Um, well, I, I think it's so I, the one thing that really like sets it off was COVID happened. Yeah. And we cleared everything out of Dallas and then we had all this stuff and we had to take it to Fort Worth and Fort Worth, we shut down. And we're doing curbside service only. And then at the same time, we're going to redo the floors and stuff. But the, like, this is at Taco Heads. At Taco Heads Montgomery, yeah. yeah. Um, and still doing a couple of trips back and forth, of like cleaning everything out of yeah. Dallas. Yeah. And with my partners and giving their a U-Haul and trailer. And yeah. it was just sad. Like, yeah, and it was, totally. It just wasn't fun. Um, and like cold and rainy. It was like the... <laughs> the worst it's like the, the movie scene yeah <laughs> I'm shutting down this so like I went through that and um getting Montgomery figuring out like we like literally had a clean house because we couldn't yeah. keep staff on because we had no idea what was going to happen totally. so then because of that I'm actually like thankful it happened because it like we cleaned house and then we got back to like what the roots were of talking mm-hmm. about. So my, the identity and who I was and what did I want, what did Sarah want mm-hmm. for her top of heads? Um, and we got 
our some of our partners are now more involved in, and we have a a partner that me and him work hand in hand like I mean day in day out yeah. so we're we he's very financial he's our CFO and yeah. and then me but so like I don't know he's just he's been around the block and he's just like well what is what does it make what makes sense for us like for top offense like do we see this in the future and mm-hmm. so um he rules me in sometimes and then sometimes he's like that's an awesome idea Sarah and like sometimes I just need that like a nice yeah. little pack on the back so um with Dini's, like, I've always had this idea of family style because, like, my family and mm-hmm. it, it, the whole one of my friends saying being a fly on the wall always stuck with me because it's it's a beautiful thing that what my family has. Yeah. And I wanted to share that. So going back to South Main building, um, I'm really good friends with the landlord, Lori. And so whenever we went back, she wanted it to be a Taco Heads. And I was like, this isn't Taco Heads. Like, mm. this is something different. And so she was like, okay, well, whatever it is, like, let's do it. And so we went, I went and took her to Grand Plaza at Pollo Regio. <laughs> and we, like, had the rotisserie, and I just showed her, like, this is what I want mm. and, like, love. And, and she's like, yeah, let's, let's do it. And um, I have my partners there, so Glenn and Christian, and they're all talented in their, their space. And um, it just worked. And so it's very chef driven and the aesthetic is just dark and romantic and yeah. um, just cool. We wanted to feel like you're in, like we're in rural South Maine. So we yeah. wanted to feel like that, like kind of yeah. like Brooklyn back in the day. Or, yeah. So that's the. No, I really, I f- really felt like the communal nature of your family and whatnot was brought through in, in teenies of like, it, it, you f- I, from the, the, that kickoff dinner, when we used to gather together and yeah and then the next week we got shut down <laughs> that's it like, who opens a family style restaurant during covid on the, the next episode of <laughs> it is fair <laughs> seriously um, <laughs> that's another episode um but i i really i think that you know we're recording this of december 2020 and hopefully there's some light at the end of the tunnel of uh, a new normal that's ahead of us but it, I'm, I'm really grateful that you shared this and I think it is, is very orienting to me of like why did you start this in the first place like what makes sense to you what makes sense to the person like there, there's a reality that you do have to like hustle to make a buck to sustain something but if <laughs> there's plenty of people who get to the point where they've grown something and they started it with one intention and it's drifted so far away from that one once it's successful it doesn't really matter there's, there's no like uh, they took huge risks and they're not even like proud of what they ultimately built. Yeah. And I'm really grateful to see how like 2023 did kind of reset with the closure of Dallas and the opening of Teenies. I feel like there's a kind of a new, <laughs> once we get over the hill Yeah. Uh, ahead of us. Um, but no, it's actually, um, the end of 2020 is really good. I mean, it's tough at Teenies cause we didn't, we're such a new, company we yeah. didn't get any sort of federal loan or yeah, anything yeah, yeah. so that's tough but um but taco heads we we just signed a lease in stockyards that's so amazing we are opening up our second concept there and it's uh fast casual 2.0 so more of the food truck vibe cool so walking up in order but with a bar and stuff so love it so that's 
We we sealed 2020 with something good. So with with good. something that built some hope. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, okay, cool. So we end the uh, Pivot This Bear podcast with four questions uh, that essentially make the audience know that you're a human, a real person. Okay. <laughs> okay, so um, what do you eat for breakfast? Uh, breakfast taco, bacon, egg, and cheese on corn tortilla with pico and avocado and green sauce. Wonderful. Every um, day. Almost, pretty much. If I could eat your tacos every day i would have the papas and eggs with grilled jalapenos on it oh yeah sauce. so nice. that's my go-to um all right what song are you most likely to sing in the car that you want to be caught dead sharing on a podcast oh i mean i don't know oh gosh that's a good question thanks um i mean taylor swift album just came out yeah it's pretty good yeah yeah um all right uh if so if teenies opened up a, a dance floor uh-huh what would your what would be that first dance move that's probably your go-to signature some people call it oh my signature dance move. like music's bumping right oh you push the tables to the side and sarah gets on the floor sarah gets on the, i mean like i kind of do those little wiggle thing okay just kind of just just like the, there's since, since and I always have a little cocktail just yeah, a little wiggle just kind of wiggle yeah feeling feel the mood I think 50 Cent kind of he described it really well when he said uh, lean back <laughs> or something no who was that no he's what did he say I always forget what 50 says <laughs> that was no that was big pun no I don't know who that was but there's there's a lean in there. Yeah, there's a lean kind in of there. like a, a, a consistently. I think he repeats it a few times. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. And last, uh, what's your hope from here? Um, I mean, really, just restaurants and the world gets back to normal, and there's a lot more love and less divisiveness, and yeah. just gets back to. I don't know. I, I I see it. There's hope, obviously, and so I'm excited to see what happens 2021. That's awesome. You well, know what's funny? Sorry. No, um, my so like twenty nineteen was tough in Dallas. Yeah. And so like twenty twenty, I was like, yes, this is gonna be a great year. So that didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> so I gotta change that. But yeah. Oh man, yeah, it's um, we had uh, uh, we've had a, a few people on here that it, it felt like that was the the momentum was like, oh man, this this is it. We're we're gonna do this. And yeah. It hits and it's a gut punch, but. You're still standing, and still standing. you're still fighting it out, and not giving up on things that matter to you. Um, and I'm really grateful for that. I know that a lot of people in Fort Worth are really grateful for that. Um, and yeah, we 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 are so grateful for Sarah, who is a thank you a very ambitious, hilarious entrepreneur that chose to share her familial roots uh, of her family and cuisine, and uh, even in the way that. Tini's has launched inviting us to communal meals that we look forward to in 2021 and after that. So Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. You're thank such you. a gift to us. Oh, thank you. Thanks for joining us on Pit of the Spirit today. We put this podcast together to encourage you, the listener. Ultimately, we don't want you to feel alone in this journey. For more encouragement from Craftwork, sign up for the weekly advocate at craftworkgroup.com. See you next time.